Hello everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast. Today is episode 20, so already a special episode. It has been since the beginning of the year. I've been releasing every week an episode and I'm quite happy about it. Today we have a guest from Quebec, again another time zone. Welcome Mathieu or bonjour Mathieu. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm happy that you accepted to be on my podcast. And let's just say a few words about Mathieu, uh, my dear listeners. Mathieu Miro is the co-founder and CMO at Dermatry. I hope I pronounced it correctly. Laboratories Incorporated is a master in marketing and a passionate healthcare entrepreneur. His company has been nominated as the most innovative company in Quebec in 2021 and the best startup of, of the city in 2020. Congrats for that, Mathieu. And he also has written in numerous publications, such as the HuffPost. Mathieu and his team have been changing the way people look at threat, excessive sweating. Do I pronounce it correctly? Or treat yeah, so excessive? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, treat excessive sweating. And the medical yeah. treatment for that is called hyperhidrosis. Yeah, and you know what? When I read that, Mathieu, I am kind of, people call this the body type pita so this means that i'm you know i'm i'm directly hot i I'm, I'm so sweating is something that i know and so therefore i thought well that that's interesting someone who can talk about marketing but also about his business so i'm, I'm really curious how what is your business about and why did you start that business That's a great question. Um, so the main reason why we started this business is because one of the co-founders, uh, his name was Maxim, he suffered from excessive sweating himself. He had sweaty hands and sweaty feet, and um, it really took a toll over his life. He basically was always awkward when he was shaking hands. He was always afraid to go to people's homes because he knew he needed to take off his shoes which for him, it was like a nightmare. And basically he was a serial entrepreneur. He had numerous businesses before that. Um, and probably he will have numerous business in the future as well. But when he um, launched officially Dermadry, it was the first business that really, really uh, had any type of impact. And I think that's a great lesson for, for us and for anybody who's listening is that when you're selling a product that really, really responds to a serious demand that people actually suffer from. So in our case it was hyperhidrosis. That's when people are going to engage with your brand and are going to follow you because before that it was, you know, it was amazing businesses and amazing ideas and everybody has amazing uh, ideas and uh, amazing business plans. But if you don't really respond to an actual need that people are dying uh, to fulfill In this case, it was finally having a dry hands and finally having a dry feet. Well, half of the job is done. And that was really in our case. So as soon as we had our machine, first day we did some sales. And from there, it's been a roller coaster. We've been increasing every year. Um, and I think that uh, me as a chief marketing officer, my job is so much easier knowing that we're really responding to a, to a real need that our customers have. Yeah, wow. It's been... When did, when did the company start? When did you start so, uh, or you found? Yeah. So, so this is a, a interesting. So basically, we, we started in 2017. Um, my colleague, at once again, Maxim, he had hyperhidrosis. He had excessive sweating on his hands and feet. And he was he really wanted to find a solution for himself. Um, yeah. 
he tried everything. He tried deodorants, antiperspirants, and everything else was too expensive for him because in 2017, we were all either in university, living at our parents' place. We didn't have real jobs. And so he couldn't pay himself Botox. He went online. He found about this crazy solution called an iontophoresis machine where you need to put your hands, your feet, or your underarms uh, in contact with water and electricity. And the electricity is going to come and kind of irritate your sweat glands. And he was like, okay, this is completely crazy. <laughs> I don't want to do this stuff for my hands and water and electricity. Uh, this is, you know, everything my mom told me not to do when I was a kid. So one year passed, he was still sweating. It was still taking a toll in his life. And he said, okay, I drove for this. I tried everything. Let me try this. He went online. All the solutions that were available in the market were more than $1,000. Once again, he was still a student impossible to pay a thousand dollar for this so he built his own iontophoresis machine at home with batteries uh, aluminum plaques etc and after a week no more sweat so for him it was like oh my god it's a miracle he would call people screaming almost on the phone i can't believe this is happening to me and when he told me the story me and one of his close friends we said okay we have a responsibility to make this machine as uh, popular and as accessible as possible because you've changed your life uh, simply by using this machine and it costs you $20, you know? So it was really, we said to ourselves, we have a responsibility and also clearly we are uh, responding to a real need that our customers were going to have. So we didn't know back then we were kids that this was a medical device and that building a medical device is very tough. It takes some time. In 2017, we said to ourselves, in six months, we're going to be in the market. We're going to be selling our machine. And by 2020, we're going to be on a beach, retired in Belgium, eating <laughs> fries with some beers. <laughs> and it actually took us almost three years to have the machine on the market because it is a medical device. You need to do lots of tests. Uh, you need to uh, make sure that you have a lot of procedures. And in 2019, that's when we made our first sale. By the end of the year, 2019, um, and yeah, it took us well, almost on the same day that we put the machine online on our Shopify store. We, we did our first sale and it really comes to show that when you have a product that people are looking for a solution online. So we did our first sale via Google uh, ads. So somebody just typed, you know, probably how to treat excessive sweating. We were the first solution up there, boom, he clicked and he bought. So it makes that much easier when you are really uh, solving a, a real life problem. Yeah. Yeah, instead of selling, that's what I always say, instead of selling a machine with features, you know, you have a solution for a problem that people actually have and they right. go look for that and then they find you. But yeah, it took some time eh, to have this first machine oh ready, yeah. even if you want to go fast. Also, it's healthcare, so things should really be okay, I guess. So right. if you think about this period or even recent past, what would be what would have been the biggest challenge that you needed uh, to overcome as the start of your company? So there's, I, I would say there's numerous ones, and uh, I, I would say that every day brings a new challenge. And uh, years ago, if you would have told me uh, all these challenges are going to be in front of you, I would have said, I would never do it. You know, it's too hard. Just <laughs> let me have my nine to five. But just because <laughs> we didn't know about all these challenges, I think that gave us like the naivety, the innocence, you know, the childlike wonder to be willing to continue. So one of the first challenges, of course, was money. Uh, how do you, you go see your bank? How do you go see your local government? And how do you go see investors and tell them, okay, we have this amazing idea. It's going to change the world. 
give us $1 million when you didn't do right. anything. So that was for us the biggest challenge because when you are a medical device, of course, you need to have lots of money to build the machine, to get it certified, etc. So um, once again, we were just kids back then. We still, still are kids. And we just, you know, we, it was... It was really, you know, all about the, in, in French, it's called the, the syndrome de l'imposteur. So this uh, impose, um, how would you imposter say Imposter syndrome. Yeah, imposter impos- syndrome. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So trying to, you know, motivate ourselves and just like know in our heads, we are going to make it and just convince ourselves having that attitude that when we would go see the bankers, when we go see potential investors, have that, you know, confidence and make them believe in our mission, make them believe in our vision. So that at the beginning, of course, was a huge, huge obstacle. And after the the obstacle that we still have today is how do you popular how do you make popular a solution that is that seems so odd and seems like nothing you ever heard before. So you are going to treat your medical condition by putting your hands, feet, or underarms in water with electricity. And a lot of people think it's a scam. A lot of people think it's dangerous. A lot of people do not trust the solution because they have been promised a million times that finally this is the solution, the solution to treat their excessive sweating. So that is a very big obstacle, creating a trust factor towards our machine. And mm-hmm. right now, I think this is the one that all entrepreneurs are living right now. It's the supply chain. The supply chain has never, I think in the history of the world, probably has never been such havoc as Shanghai has been closed for two months. It's the second biggest port in the world. And even though not a lot of our material comes from China, it's just, you know, stepping stones. If, if uh, Shanghai is blocked, they cannot ship something to our provider that they will ship to us. So it's just like, this is a huge, huge problem that not only us, but every entrepreneur I think in the world is living through right now. Yeah, it's it's special times. Eh? We just had yeah. COVID, and now we have this kind of problem. So uh, it's you know, it's you think that you see the path before you, and when you are an entrepreneur, but it's never like that. You know, you you make your own path, and things happen, and you need to you know. Sometimes also you get rejected, and then you need to be. I call it always reject. It's not reject. It's re- redirection. But yes, yeah, some of the problems can really be big, and then you need to really find the right solutions. And if you think about Since the beginning, eh, of course, ev- things are changing all the time. Uh, challenges are coming. You need to decide quickly, I guess, because you cannot wait because you need to move forward. What would have been the decision that you guys have made that had had the biggest impact in the last few years? Okay, I would say the decision to ha- that had the biggest impact was, oh, I, I, well, of course, building the company. That that was basically... I yeah, say, I guess. Yeah, that's... Um, afterwards, uh, I think working a lot with affiliates uh, because once again, the biggest problem of our, of our product is the trust factor. So in our case was build, how do you build trust? And it was via reviews and affiliates. Those are the two th- main things that I would always recommend for a company who has a low trust factor in, uh, in their industry. And in another case was buying some stock in advance. So, and when you go to business school, they always say, you know, build right in, just in, right in time. So make sure mm-hmm. that you only have stock, you know, for let's say one month or two months, because if you have a warehouse that is full, you know, that's money that's leaving. And right. So in school, they always say, you know, just make sure that you always have stock to build uh, right, in, right on time. But the thing is, when that is the perfect theory and that is the perfect way to do it, if the supply chain is, you know, running smoothly. Right now, if, if we didn't buy some more stock in advance in the past, 
because our liquidity permitted us right now we would be in a disastrous situation, situation. Yeah. yeah yeah i imagine i imagine so it's kind of your stock is kind of more like an insurance for when things happen when you don't because you need to have that even if it's a cost and insurance also always has a cost so i can really imagine that and indeed yeah. healthcare it's it's a special sector you talk about affiliates and so on so on yeah. the marketing side is That is the thing that is, okay, okay, you need to build the trust. And once you have built the trust, then you need to be able, you know, to, to sell your products. And on that level, what are things that you are doing on the marketing side for, uh, you know, that, that people get to know you? How do they know about your existence? Are you using social media campaigns or something else? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that is also what makes us different than most medical device companies is that we use DTC trends, so direct-to-consumer trends. Usually when you're a medical device, you would go via pharmacies, you would go via distributors, you would go via doctors. We said to yeah. ourselves, because we we came, you know, we're all the generation that, that was born with the internet and we all had, you know, some little side hustles. And we understood that direct-to-consumer Google ads was the best way uh, simply because you cut the middleman, you make more profit on your side and especially you control the message. So the first things that we did was Google ads, uh, because that was the best way to make the best ROI. Of course, once we mm -hmm. had enough profit with the Google ads, we did a lot of Facebook ads and then of course, a lot of affiliate marketing. So we, you know, we, we would send machines, we would look at YouTube videos where people would complain about their excessive sweating. We would send that person a device. They would make a review out of the, the product and we would instantly start to selling dozens, if not hundreds of devices in that country. We, we had zero sales in Japan. And as soon as uh, we had one YouTuber who did a video uh, about our excessive sweating, it became one of our top selling countries from, you know, we had from zero to, the, you know, the Drake song, uh, zero to hundred real quick. It was that in our experience for sure. So of course, I think everybody in the DTC world, the world crumbled with the Facebook when the mm -hmm. Apple did iOS change. So we, we needed to navigate in that world. We, we quickly switched our focus to TikTok and okay. it took some time, took actually lots of time, but now we're really starting to reap the rewards of our, of our efforts. We actually just had a viral video yesterday and it's, it's completely insane. It's like, uh, we had in the same day, we had tripled the volume on our website. The sales exploded and it was really amazing. The only thing that's scary with TikTok is not something that you could control that much. And it's, I would, I would love all my videos to be viral, but uh, it's really TikTok has the algorithm and the person who cracks a TikTok's algorithm will be a multi-millionaire for sure. But <laughs> yeah. For now, it's not our <laughs> Yeah, it. I'm also, you know, I'm also using TikTok at this moment because it was yeah. a long time that I was also. A few years ago, it was Facebook. You know, Facebook, LinkedIn, yeah. I would say the traditional social media. Then I switched to, you know, Instagram, also a bit to Clubhouse. Now I'm, I'm making more and more of these short form video content. And of course, I make it for TikTok. And it's strange to see that some videos do really well on TikTok, but not on Instagram and the other way around. I will try yeah. to use youtube shorts also and then i hear stories about people that suddenly one video goes viral and you don't know why and i had for instance one of the videos that did really well was i showed people five books about entrepreneurship marketing that i like 
and it was really you know getting a lot of likes and a lot of views and a lot of saves that I'm not used to that many saves but then it stopped I don't know why if people like it why do, does the algorithm stop you know yeah. so yeah I can imagine that it's it has a lot of potential but on the other side you cannot control what will be happening but I I, I agree with you that TikTok is one of the social media platforms it's also growing really fast so yeah you should be there and and the TikTok video that it well was it was it an influencer that did it who had already a following or was it your own account it was her own account it was a basically a, a video that was really really funny so basically it was explaining the history of the company so it starts off with the shot of me that just saying like hey this person with three friends wanted to build a business and then they show some of our employees who are just dancing and you know building a machine and it's like really silly and that's how it worked it just like cracked the code I don't know why, but it, it just worked. Yeah, people like, you know, when people are on social media, they want, they are not there, you know, to read boring, to, to see boring stuff. They yeah. want to get, you know, they want to want to have some fun or learn something. And if you can make something that people like to watch because it's their free time when they're looking on, when they're watching social media, then you can have success. But it's not guaranteed. But yeah, it's it's nice to hear that. A company like you with their TikTok can have viral videos. So you see, it's uh, also for, for listeners, I think, you know, just don't give up if you do TikTok. Because let me ask you a question. TikTok, uh, how many videos do you have all on TikTok before you had this viral video? Oh, my God. So it's TikTok it works really weirdly. So at the beginning of our account, our, a lot of our videos had lots of views. And I think that's what TikTok does, does to make sure that you continue to do a lot of videos. And afterwards, we were always around 2,000 views, 3,000 views. And I don't know why in the last week, something happened in the TikTok algorithm. And now all our videos have a minimum of 10,000, 4,000 views. And we had that viral video. But we've been doing TikTok for almost a year. And it took us that long to be able to get this kind of momentum. And I don't know if it's going to maintain. I hopefully it does. We're going to do everything in our in our in our power to make sure that we continue to having these uh, viral videos. But once again, it's, it's just so hard to understand what TikTok really wants. So is this at this moment your first mo social media channel, TikTok? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and so do you repurpose the content from TikTok somewhere else or is it TikTok alone? Yeah. So we after, of course, we use it for Instagram Reels and uh, YouTube so Shorts. Okay. Yeah. That's also what, you know, what I'm planning to do. So yeah, the idea of, I would say repurposing is really useful because it can be really efficient and see what works and what doesn't work. And you can see the differences. Yeah. yeah that's why I want, also want to try out YouTube shows because I already have the videos. The same thing with my podcast, which you can, we find everywhere on every app, but it's not yet on YouTube. It will be on YouTube because I've heard that I was not aware of that, but you know, the place where people that want to want to listen to a podcast where they go the most is youtube actually so wasn't yeah. aware of that so so interesting to know and you yourself are you active on linkedin or on instagram or on other platforms um, for, for yourself or for your business yeah yeah so um i used to be very very active in my life whenever i was younger but then as soon as i started the business my whole focus was on the business and i really stopped doing any type of personal branding, working on uh, my own, uh, um, you know, my own brand. But 
Uh, yeah, no. So, so right now I've been following a lot of people. One of these people, I think you might know his name is Chris Mead. He is one of the co-founders mm -hmm. of CrossNet, for example. And he really talks a lot on Twitter how his own personal branding, being active on Twitter, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, has tremendously helped his own business. So we're trying to see if maybe having the co-founders speak more, can that help out the, the business itself? But to be honest, I am kind of somebody who's kind of shy. I don't like to have the spotlight on me. I always try to redirect it to the business because that is really my main objective. That is my goal. I want this business to succeed. And the reason is, is because every time we succeed is that makes just people's lives who have hyperhidrosis, excessive sweating, much, much easier, much, much better. So everything I do on social media is really just to make sure that my business grows because in the end of the day, if it grows, more people are going to have dry hands, have dry feet, have dry underarms. And that's, that's really the, the goal here. Right. And if you, because at the moment you talk about this, this logistic problems that you have, but what would be uh, the next steps for your business this year or the next years? What are the goals? Yeah. Do you have a big target in mind? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. So our main goal is to become the alternative to deodorants. We want to be in everybody's pantries, just like everybody has a deodorant at home. Because everybody at a certain part of their life are, is going to want to treat their excessive sweating. So let's say you have a podcast with uh, somebody who's really famous. Uh, you're stressed out. Your hands are probably going to be sweaty. Your armpits are going to be probably sweaty. For that podcast, you're going to want to use our machine. Let's say, I, I, I don't know if you knew, but for the Oscars, for example, every, almost every star that goes on the red carpet box on their underarms because they don't want to get their dress wet. They don't want to get their tuxedo wet and be really embarrassed oh, by yeah. uh, that's it by the paparazzi who take pictures so instead of using botox uh, why wouldn't they use dermis expensive and so our really our main objective is to democratize the solution make it as, as affordable as possible and make sure that it becomes a household name just like deodorants or antiperspirants awesome if people listening to the podcast if they are interested in, 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 in the products or in the story, what is the website or the web shop that they can go to? It's called dermadry.com. Um, we have Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. I really recommend you go see our TikTok lately. It's been really good, really funny, really entertaining. And of course, you could always send me a message at m.miro, M-I-R-E-A-U-L-T, at dermadry.com. I would love to answer every question that you have on being how to be an entrepreneur or simply on our product. And uh, I always like to finish the podcast by saying that if you have a problem like hyperhidrosis, the best way to treat it is to talk about it. Hyperhidrosis is considered the, the silent taboo. So people do not talk about it even to their doctors, wife, uh, friends. And, and I think this is, you know, rather metaphor to that in life, if you have a problem, it could be excessive sweating. It could be a lot of things. It could be depression, addiction, etc. The only way to be able to help yourself out is to talk about it, uh, being honest to your entourage, uh, because if you don't talk about it, then you'll never be able to find a solution to your problems. Awesome. Th those are indeed wise words to end our podcast. So thank you very much, Mathieu. I will, the resources of the websites and so on that you mentioned, I will put them in the show notes so that people can find them. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you and, so uh, much. And to everyone listening, 
I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you in the next one, which will be episode 21. Take care. Bye.